This is an ABC podcast. Hey there, friends. It's Ruby here, and this is news time. Hi, Ruby. We're counting down some of the best news stories from all around the world, from story number five all the way to our wow of the week. On today's show, we'll meet a young girl with a nifty new hand and we'll visit a fantastic farm to see a crop. We'll find out some great news about the Sydney Harbour Bridge, hear about some important days for our environment, and then I'll reveal our wow of the week. Let's get into it. Here we go. Story number five. Lexi Briggs is seven years old and she lives in Bundaberg, Queensland. When Lexi was younger, she had an accident and lost her hand. Sometimes people do lose body parts in accidents or from getting sick or people are born without some body parts. Sometimes when people have parts of their body that are missing, they want to replace them with something called a prosthetic. That's a body part made out of plastic or wood or metal. Prosthetic. It's tricky to say. It is a bit tricky, isn't it? Prosthetics can cost a lot of money. And when you're a kid like Lexi, you're always growing. So your prosthetic needs to be replaced again and again and again. Lexi's mum thought they might not be able to get an affordable prosthetic hand until she found out that her work did 3D printing. 3D printing. I have heard of it and it's like where they print 2D things into 3D things. They print more than a piece of paper. They print like a sculpture or a model. Yes, 3D printing is a way of making objects using a design from a computer. So Lexi's mum's work found a design for a hand and adjusted it so it was just the right size for Lexi. Then they printed it out using materials like plastic and rubber bands. That didn't cost much money at all. And when Lexi needs a bigger one, it'll be easy to make another. Lexi even got to pick the colours for her 3D hand. She chose gold, red and blue, just like Wonder Woman. Lexi says her new hand makes her feel like a superhero. And now she's looking forward to doing cartwheels and handstands and backbends and karate. Go save the world, Lexi. All right, now let's cartwheel over to our next story. Story number four. Jenny and Rob Mitchison have a farm at a place called Hillview on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. They grow delicious beans and peas. But for the past few years, they've also been planting sunflowers. They make me feel happy. They make me feel like cosy and at home. They really are a beautiful flower. And this year, sunflowers grew amazingly well. The Mitchison's farm was covered in golden blooms. Instead of cutting them down and sending them off to be sold in shops, these farmers are inviting people to come and pick their flowers. Then they can buy as many as they want. I'd pick a thousand. Lots of hospitals around the country have been having a tough time recently, 
So all of the money raised from the Pick Your Own Flower Farm will be donated to the Mitchison's local hospital to help it buy new equipment. Awesome. I think that's so nice of them. It's not the first time the Mitchisons have donated their sunflowers to a good cause. A couple of years ago, they donated money raised from their happy crop to the local fire brigade. Good on you, Mitchisons. Time to grow on over to our next story. Story number three. On Gadigal land in Sydney Harbour, there's a famous bridge that connects one half of the city to the other. Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yes, for many years at the very top of this bridge, there have been two flagpoles, one that flies the Australian flag and the other that flies the flag of New South Wales. On special days throughout the year, sometimes the New South Wales flag is taken down and a different flag is displayed instead, the Aboriginal flag. The top of it is black, the middle is yellow, and it, I think it represents the sun, and the bottom is, is red. Gamilaroi woman Cherie Toka has been campaigning for years to have the Aboriginal flag fly atop the Sydney Harbour Bridge all the time, not just on special occasions. She says that's because flying the Aboriginal flag on the bridge is a sign of respect to the first people of this continent. Cherie got support from lots of people, and after years of campaigning, the government agreed. That's amazing. Waka waka ooh! Soon, a third pole will be added to the top of the Sydney Harbour Bridge so that all three flags can fly together all year round. Cherie says this journey has been worthwhile and it shows that things are changing for the better. And next time you're going over the bridge, make sure you look up and see if you can spot the Aboriginal flag. OK, on to the next story. Story number two. This week, we celebrated World Wildlife Day. It's like a day to celebrate all the animals and the plants and everything. Yep, it's a time to think about the plants and the animals that we share the planet with and how we couldn't live without them. My favourite wild animals are probably leopards and wild horses because I love all types of horses. They just make me so happy. <laughs> I also like elephants because they're really big. My favourite animal is an octopus. Did you know they have three hearts and blue blood? And they're very clever. Whoa! The theme of World Wildlife Day this year is recovering key species for ecosystem restoration. Oh, that's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Let's break it down. An ecosystem is how all the plants and animals in an area are connected to each other. And restoration means fixing something to make it the way that it used to be. If something happens to one thing in our ecosystem, all of the other living things can be affected too. Endangered species are a big problem in ecosystems. Endangered means they're almost about to be extinct. Yep, when a plant or animal is endangered, 
it means there aren't many left in the wild. And if they become extinct, that damages the whole ecosystem. You might think they're just animals, they're just animals, but they're actually like roaming free in the wild, helping this world to live. This year, World Wildlife Day is about helping endangered species so that ecosystems can be stronger and healthier. And there's another special day this week to celebrate taking care of our environment, Clean Up Australia Day. It's basically like where we clean up all our rubbish and everything like that. People all around the country put on their gloves and work together to safely pick up litter and pop it in the bin. Like plastic bottles, chip packets. It's also a day to think about ways we can stop rubbish getting into the environment in the first place. So the earth doesn't die and so that we everything can live a healthy life. Exactly. We can all do our part to take care of planet Earth and keep our plants and animals happy and healthy for years to come. Speaking of animals, it's time to reveal our... Wow of the week! This story made me go wow because they discovered what they thought was an extinct animal but it was alive. Yippee! Across the continent Asia, there's a rocky mountain range and it's called the Himalayas. It looks really so, so cold because of all the snow. Living among the icy mountain rocks, there was once a woolly flying squirrel. Much bigger than most squirrels you'd see today, this one was the size of a cat. Scientists hadn't seen the squirrel for so long, they thought it might be extinct. But they were wrong. It turns out this cat-sized squirrel was alive and well in the mountains. <laughs> it's pretty amazing how they can live in such conditions. And that's not all. The scientists figured out there isn't just one, but two different species of this big flying squirrel. The Tibetan woolly flying squirrel lives to the west of the mountain range and the Yunnan woolly flying squirrel is found thousands of kilometres to the east. The squirrel's rocky habitat high up in the mountains is tricky to get to. And that's part of the reason why so few scientists had ever seen these animals in the wild. The fact that there were two big animals that had gone unreported that shows just how much we still have to learn about the natural world. I wonder what other mysteries are up there in the mountains? The Yeti might be hiding there, trying to eat explorers of the mountain. Oh, a Yeti, maybe. There's lots of this world left to explore and secrets to discover. And that's all, my friends. Thanks, Ruby. Don't forget to do the news time quiz. It's in the show notes. And if you'd like to hear about some awesome kids doing their bit to help our wildlife, there's a special bonus episode of News Time to listen to, and it's all about World Wildlife Day. Check it out just below this episode in the News Time feed. Bye, Ruby. Goodbye. Or, as they say in Swahili, kwaheri. Newstime is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. 
It's free from your app store.